Hey, welcome to Church Alive's podcast. We are so blessed and so honored that you could join us here today. We hope this message is something fresh, real, and powerful for your life. Our mission here is to reach, teach, and empower people to impact their generation for Christ. Thanks for joining in and enjoy the message. Mark chapter 3, verse 1. Another time Jesus went into the synagogue and a man with a shriveled hand. Someone say a shriveled hand. He was there and some of them were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal him on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the shriveled hand, stand up in front of everyone. And then Jesus asked them, which is lawful on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save life or to kill They remained silent. Verse 5. This is so important. He looked around at them in anger and deeply distress at their stubborn hearts. But he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out. And his hand was completely restored. Come on, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for every man, every woman, every family represented, every destiny, every gift, every talent. God, breathe on us. I pray. Holy Spirit, I welcome your awesome presence to elevate Jesus, to elevate people, to do what only you can do. Put your super on these natural moments, I pray, God. Lift someone's head today. Encourage someone who so needs it. Give clarity, I pray. Lord, give clearness of sight and vision. God, heal hands that are dysfunctional and broken. Lord, spiritually speaking in this place, in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's pray this prayer together. Jesus, help me get unstuck. Wherever I'm stuck, help me hear your voice. Help me see clearly the next steps ahead. In Jesus' name. All right, high five your name and tell them again. You are ridiculously good looking. And then great to sing. Can we thank our worship team, all that they do, the production team, all that great team to make it happen? And we appreciate you guys. How many of you are coffee people? Any coffee people in the house? Just, uh, if you're not a coffee person, uh, we can talk after. Uh, we can pray for one another. And uh, sometimes people are tea people. Any tea people in the house? Yeah. Tea people are kind of like, they kind of think they're better than coffee people. <laughs> but coffee people know the truth. We're actually better. Anyway, uh, how many of you uh, like coffee and also you like it enough to like actually set up your timer at the night before so that when you wake up it's already smelling nice? Yeah, hallelujah. A couple of us know what we're doing, alright? So this is what I do. I set up my coffee the night before because when at 5am when I wake up, like I want coffee to be smelling and the aroma through the house. I go, I, like, I don't want to get up and then coffee goes, oh, I might as well. 
But occasionally, I'll pick up the coffee jug, and this is a see-through one, but I have a, a stainless steel one, and so I'll pick it up, and I'll realize that I forgot to empty the coffee, the old coffee, from the day before. And I, I pick it up, and I, I kind of, and I'm like, it's a little heavy. And I pour it, and, and then I, you know, might throw one sugar in or something, and I sip it, and I go, oh my gosh, you idiot! You, you left over yesterday's coffee into today's coffee. Don't ever do that. I don't care how much sugar you pour into that thing. It's disgusting. <laughs> so I'm going to pour it out and start again. And I'm embarrassed to almost recognize that how many times I've done that in my life. Like, let's just get honest in church. Can we be honest in church? I've done that way too many times. But here's what I want you to do for a second with, with me. Would you, would you put up your hand like this, like, like you're holding a coffee? Here's what something you're going to do. You're going to pour out some old mindsets. Yesterday's mindsets. Old thoughts where you're stuck, where you feel like you can't get progress. Where Just pour them out, pour them out. Maybe you're stuck spiritually. Maybe you're stuck physically. Maybe you're stuck health-wise. Maybe you're stuck in finances and so forth. And I just want to tell you today, it'll take fresh coffee. It'll take fresh tea if you're a tea drinker. Here's what Jesus said in, in uh, Matthew, uh, speaking of old wine and new wine. He says, neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. He's talking about a new mindset. Can you embrace a new mindset today? Yeah. Can, you, can you say with me today, can we just do a faith confession for a moment today and say, I can get unstuck. In the areas I'm stuck. Say this with me. God wants me to flourish. I can flourish. I will flourish. See, Jesus meets a man who's stuck. He's in the house of God. His hand is shriveled. Here's what's interesting. Religion actually didn't want him unstuck. Religious Pharisees are like, is Jesus really going to help someone in the house of God? The house of God's not for helping people. The house of God's for forgiveness and grace. It's not for helping anyone. And Jesus comes along and he walks in a synagogue and he actually gets angry at religious mindsets that don't think that Jesus should help someone. That don't think that Jesus should help someone flourish in life. And I am absolutely convinced, and I hope you are too, and by the end of this series I think you will be, that Jesus actually wants each area of your life to flourish. It doesn't mean there won't be problems. It doesn't mean there won't be hard times. This isn't heaven yet. Right? Wouldn't you just love to just all of a sudden just go on a vacation and, and everything's like buffet all the time? And the more you eat, the more ripped you get. Right? I mean, the more you eat, you just like, you've got more energy and so forth. That, that might be heaven. I think in heaven we'll have Nutella. How many think Nutella's a gift from God? The angels were like, well, we can't keep it all to ourselves. I guess we'll go and bring it down there. And when you and I walk into heaven, just have a little spoonful of Nutella and go, oh, I feel good. I have more energy. Oh, I might do a workout right now. Instead of on earth, we haven't. And then later go, oh, God. I feel like throwing up. Because you had the tub. Mark 3 reveals God's heart. It reveals Jesus' heart. If you want to know God's heart, just look simply at the perfect picture of Jesus. 
Jesus' heart for you is healing. Jesus' heart for you is restoration. Jesus' heart, men, is flourishing. Jesus' heart, ladies, is flourishing for your life. This series is about winning in life. Are you with me? Here's what the Bible says in Psalm 92 verse 13. It says, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. See, I believe that Jesus' heart for your life isn't to get unstuck in certain areas. But this series really honestly comes out of 10 years of doing ministry and seeing people stuck. But it also comes out of perhaps someone who grew up in a faith home, but the home was stuck. See, I believe that when people are stuck, they often do dumb things. I actually believe also that when people are stuck, it doesn't just affect them, it affects the family, and it affects the generations. And I grew up in a house where the man was stuck, but when the man is stuck, it actually brings dysfunction to the home. And so I want to hopefully come alongside you, wherever you are upon the journey of life, and, and hopefully we can just come alongside one another, and wherever you might find yourself on that journey, just a little bit stuck. I'm not trying to give you some grandiose dream, some grandiose vision. You know what I think most people really need? I think they need to clear step forward. Because sometimes when we talk, let me, let me point out this scripture, Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 says this. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, where there is no vision, it says people perish. Someone say, where there is no clarity. Come on, say, where there is no clarity. Where there is no vision. I took my daughter to the eye doctor the other day. She was actually complaining that sometimes in school she was having headaches. And, and so the doctor was like, just began to test all kinds of different things and so forth. Here's what I found. Some people have vision for their relationships, but no vision for their finances. Some people have vision for their finances and are very good in that area of life, but they have no vision for their relationships. Some people have vision for every other area of life, but they don't realize the most important ingredient is spiritual vision. Listen to what God says. He says, uh, through the author Solomon, he says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. So I believe that God's heart for this series is actually your flourishing. I believe that it is dangerous when people get stuck. But let me give you the biblical foundation of how you can trust that God's principles work. God's ways work, because I've noticed that many times faith people, we're good at faith, but not good at practical. Yeah. Me again, sometimes faith people, love faith people, I'm a faith person, I believe for God to, to touch your life wherever you might need it, but sometimes faith people, we're impractical. You're staring at me like, I don't know what you mean. You ever met someone, I'll just give you an example real quick. You ever met someone who's really spiritual? They're just so spiritual. Other areas of the life seem so dysfunctional. Listen, I just want to say this. It isn't a judgment. It's just simply saying God wants you to move each area of your life forward. Because guess what? I found that if you don't take responsibility for your section of your world, someone else ends up having to take responsibility for it. If I don't take responsibility for my finances, someone else has to. If I don't take responsibility for my relationships, someone else has to. A counselor has to. If I don't take responsibility for my health, eventually what I'm saying is, at the end of my life, would someone else take responsibility for what I failed to take responsibility for? Are you with me, church alive? Listen to what Proverbs chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. This is the foundation, the biblical foundation of this series. Blessed. Someone say blessed. Someone say, I want that to be me. Someone say, I'm blessed. 
sorry, blessed are those who find wisdom. That means you didn't wake up, you didn't pop out of mommy's womb and go, some of the doctors said, he's wise. It means you had to seek it, right? You had to look for it. You had to find it. And this is the picture. Do you know that sometimes the clearest way to get wisdom is just to realize you don't have it? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have it. Now I can go get it. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. For she is more profitable than silver, yields better returns than gold. Long life is in her right hand. Next verse, guys. Long life is in her right hand. Watch this now. Someone say long life. Long life life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Picture wisdom for a second. Long life is in wisdom's right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Relationship with money. Relationship with God. Relationship with people. It is the fruit of wisdom. If I plant seeds and grass seeds, what's going to grow? Grass is going to grow. If I plant wisdom, if I sow wisdom into my life, guess what? Here's the fruit of wisdom. The fruit of wisdom is health. The fruit of wisdom is relationship with money, a right one. I'm not promising you riches, but I am saying that shouldn't God's people be wise? Relationship with God, the favor of God. Listen to the words of the scripture about Jesus. We know almost nothing about Jesus from the age of 13 to the age of 30. 17 years. We, we know almost nothing about Jesus. But listen to what it says in Luke 2.52. Here's what it says. And Jesus grew. Someone say grow. grow. Come on, say grow. grow. Someone say, I'm not there yet. Amen. Jesus grew. If Jesus had to grow, how many you need to grow? Okay, if Jesus had to grow, some of you aren't convinced yet, or you never raise your hand in church, don't worry, the Lord won't strike you. I want to do that one more time. Are you ready? Okay. If Jesus, the Son of God, who's sinless and perfect, and angels showed up for his birth, like, oh. angels didn't show up at my birth. Did they show up at your birth? Like, oh. like angels showed up at his birth, and, and stars were over the hospital. All kinds of good things. And Jesus had to grow. Come on, every man in here say, I need to grow. grow. Every woman in here say, I need to grow. grow. And Jesus grew in what? He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He grew in favor of God, the favor of man, the four biggest areas of life, health, finances, favor of God and favor of man. Are you with me, church alive? Am I establishing some kind of foundation for you? Listen to the next scripture. Proverbs 21 verse 21 says this, whoever pursues righteousness... Not their own righteousness, but God's righteousness, which is a gift. Whoever pursues righteousness and love, what's this now? What do they find? They, they find life, speaking to health. They find prosperity, a relationship with money. And they find honor, a relationship with God and people. Are you with me? Yeah. You ever heard, heard, seen someone with like a Jesus sticker, Jesus loves me, and, and, and sometimes everyone else thinks you're a jerk? God is not that you're a lover of God, but no one likes you. Listen to, listen to the promise of Jesus, the favor of God and the favor of man. Guess what? You need the right people to like you. No one ever promoted you because they didn't like you. They're like, I don't like that person. Let's promote them. I don't like them. Let's date them. I've never had anyone listen for a long period of time to my preaching who didn't like me. They just stop listening. But here's what I found. I don't need everyone to like me. I just need the right people to like me. I need the favor of God. And I need the favor of man. And guess what? If I don't have faith with certain people, that's okay. 
Are you with me? Yeah. See, that gives me security. Let me show you the foundation of this real quick. I want you to show the quadrants on the screen, guys. And we came up with this, and we really came up with this. God spoke to my heart in November of last year. And here's what I feel like he said to me. I was raking leaves. I wasn't even doing anything spiritual. I wasn't praying. And I felt as clear as a bell. I felt the Spirit of God said to my heart, help me win in life. And out of that, we began to launch something called Transforming Our Church last February, just about seven, eight months ago, nine months ago. And out of that has come some of the most significant growth we've ever seen in our church where men are losing weight, where men are paying off credit card debt, some are paying off 1,000, 3,000, 7,000, some are losing 5 pounds, 7 pounds, one dude lost 20 pounds, and other people are having intentional relationships with their wife and, and father and so forth, and then they're memorizing scripture and so forth. What this means is that to help men win and to help ladies win in life, what actually means you need clarity. And then you need accountability. Faith. How many think that's probably health? Barbell. Fist bump, little jersey, friendship, relationships, finances, and career. Let's show me the ladies one. This is the ladies, this is for you. We thought we'd just think about it. I think a fist bump really defined you. You know, you're just like, oh, I'm just so relational. Are you with me? Have you ever been stuck, though? You ever been stuck in life? Isn't it frustrating? You stuck. Isn't it? Isn't it frustrating? Sometimes you feel like some of you here today. You feel like you have so much potential, but you feel stuck. You're like, I thought life was going to be different, but you're stuck. I thought your relationship was going to be different, but it's like you're stuck. And haven't you noticed the longer you're stuck, it feels like a mountain. It feels like this thing that you're staring at instead of like a pathway forward. It feels like this big mountain, and you're staring at a mountain. Like, how am I ever going to climb this thing? How am I ever going to get forward in my health? How am I ever going to get forward financially? How am I ever going to get forward? I've met so many people know, man, I, I come to church, but I know if I came to church, man, the roof would fall in. What, what has happened in their spiritual life? It kind of means this. Somehow in their spiritual life, they think it's a mountain. But I want to tell you today, it's not a mountain. It's one step at a time. How do you move forward in any area, any area of your life? You need clarity. And let Jesus speak to you today. And he says, stretch out your hand. Stretch out that area that is a bit dysfunctional. That maybe used to be an 8 out of 10, but now it's like a 3 out of 10. Can we get unstuck? I would have said to you that my health was about a 7 or 8 out of 10 just two days ago. But then I went to the track yesterday and I ran around and then my calf muscle pulled. Now it's a 4 out of 10. And even if you are doing well in certain areas of your life, how many know that you need progress? And how many know that even when you get progress, sometimes it gets discouraging because you thought you were moving forward, now you're moving backwards? Yeah. Are you with me, Church Alive? Yeah. I felt in my heart real strong that honestly, for some of you, this, this series would literally be like a life-saving device for you. I felt like this series would be when you're, when you're drowning in an area... And it would just be a life-saving device. It would just be like, almost like you were, you were just struggling to get air and stay afloat. But it would be like someone just throwing a life-saving device to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Listen to what Proverbs chapter 13 verse 11 says. Dishonest money dwindles away. But whoever gathers money, I'm not talking about really money. I'm talking about progress and clarity in your life, little by little. How do you change a relationship? How do you change a marriage, for instance, that perhaps at one time was 10 and 9 and 8 out of 10, but all of a sudden now it's a 3 out of 10? 
Can I say it's often not the miracle that you're kind of hoping for? Actually, it's one breakfast in Oh, that'll preach. It's one forgiving conversation. It's one moment of reading a book. It's, it's one moment where you're about to go there and you bit your tongue. Everyone just do this for a second. Can we do this? Just, someone say, bite it. Come on, say, bite it. Bit your tongue and just go, what is wrong with me? I've been eating and, and talking for years and now I'm biting my own tongue? I have vampire teeth and so when I bite my tongue, it's a bad deal. Some of you later are going to look up to me and go, uh, can I stare at your teeth for a second? Someone say, step by step. Someone say, little by little. Stretch out your hand. Where, are, where is it dysfunctional? Where is it unhealthy in your world? I'm not trying to always emphasize that area, but what I want to say is, if there's areas of your life of frustration, if there's areas of your life where you just don't seem to be able to move forward, listen, I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of prayer. If you're, there's areas in your life just like we are completely stuck in these areas, man, I'm going to have people come forward and get prayer for those areas. But can I say this so often? Actually, God wants you to take responsibility for the area of your life He's given you responsibility for. Yeah. It's good preaching. Sometimes it feels like bad listening, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. See, I believe this. If, uh, uh, where's my little handout? Paige, can I have that, man? Thank you, man. Here it is. I want you to write this down. It says this. We have to take responsibility for the actions that lead to homes. Take out one of these, if you haven't already. Some of you can look at me. We've handed these out and we're offering an envelope and so forth. Grab one of those out, grab a pen. If you haven't been taking notes and so forth. And I want you to go to the last section real quick. It says we have to take responsibility for the actions that lead to homes. This series is not about changing the world. How many want to change the world? Awesome, it's good, it's good. This series is not about that. It's actually about changing your world. Because here's what I've found, the domino effect of changing your world actually leads to other people and their dominoes and them getting hit. And you actually never know, when you begin to move certain aspects of your life forward, all of a sudden the domino effect starts going big, 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 big. You ever seen one of those? Just, oh my gosh, it's going everywhere. You never know when you begin to get forward and momentum and clarity on your world. You never know what domino is going to touch someone else's domino. And all of a sudden that person's, oh my goodness. Are you with me? Yeah. Come on, I, I said, are you with me? Yes. Can I have the worship team to come back? Can I have everyone take out? How do you like teaching notes? I've never used teaching notes before. This is the first time I'm doing it. So I'm kind of digging it and a little new to it. So I think the first service did a better job pointing you to it. But here's what I want you to do. Take out the stone. Go to the back. On the back is actually the four quadrants of life. And I want this series and I want this message to be so practical so that you don't wander out of here wondering what you should do. And so I'd love you to take out a pen and I'm going to give you a, a few examples of what it might mean like to get very clear and also very accountable in areas of your life. So real quick guys, put on the next slide. 
it'll say something like this. For you to get clarity spiritually, for you to get vision spiritually, it isn't some big lofty dream many times. It's just about getting progress. What does it mean? Commit. Gil, we doing all right? All right, just making noises just to make it exciting. <laughs> Commit to being here for the next six weeks of this series. This is a six-week series, and I promise you that if you just begin to think of the domino effect in this church, if every single person in this church just began to just one step and one step and one step, physically and spiritually, relationally and financially, just one step and 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 one domino, one domino, one domino, one domino, one domino, and all of a sudden everyone starts getting momentum. We've been doing a series in for men that's helping men win in life because all of a sudden they're not unclear about where they're going. They are clear about where they're going. And then all throughout our connect groups and through every uh, transform group, our transform men's group meets here tomorrow night at 8 p.m. If you want clarity in your world and a, an environment of growth, men, get here. If you want to go with your wife, go to a married group. If, you want to be, if you're a young adult, go to a young adults group. There's, there's a finance group called Financial Peace University, which will help you just pay off credit card debt, get your budgeting right, and so forth. So many times, Christians are praying for financial blessing. But guess what? God took the children of Israel out of Egypt through miracles. But watch this now. He made them walk step by step. Listen to this. He did unusual miracles. Like he parted the Red Sea. He sent like a, a, a plague. He, he judged the nation of Egypt for its idolatry. And then he leads out the people of um, Israel out step by step. But why didn't God just pick them all up, one and a half million of them, and just dump them into the promised land? He teaches you and me a principle that he rarely does a miracle without asking you to do something. Hear me, hear me again. He rare, God rarely does a miracle in your life without asking you to do something. Stretch out your hand. Pick up that mat. Lazarus, come out. Are you with me, Church Alive? He, he takes them out of bondage with miracles. But step by step, they had to walk. They had to walk out one day at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. Do you know what teaches you that? That God has actually given you responsibility. Does that sound good? So maybe in your health, what it will produce to be more healthier. Now go back to the screen, guys. What will produce more health and energy in this area of your life? Relationally, is there someone you need to have a conversation with? Is there a parent you need to be more honoring to if you live in the house with mom and dad? Is there a marriage that needs a date night, financially or career? What's your next step to just take greater responsibility for that area of your world? It might be you show up late all the time. It might be you need to get a budget. It might be you're great in that area. But there's some other areas that you feel like it's just one area. It's like, man, I can't get momentum in that area of my life. I just, I just, I've, I've tried it before. How many of you have tried anything before and failed? Nine of you. The rest of you are amazing. You're like the greatest people on planet Earth. Oh my gosh. I've tried and, and I lead and I came up with a teaching from Transform and sometimes I still take, have a hard time keeping myself responsible for what I say I'm going to do. 
You're like, Anthony, how did you come up with a teaching called Transform? And sometimes you have a hard time keeping yourself responsible for what you want to do. But I love that Monday night I have to show up and tell the men what I did. Why? Because when we're stuck, we don't just need clarity. We need accountability. How many of you have ever been like in a spin class or, or like uh, did a competition uh, recently in our Transform group? We, we got some of the men... And we said, okay, guys, we're going to do crunches until we can't do it anymore. My neck was sore for five days afterwards. You're like, why is your neck sore? Because I was just going, eh, eh, eh. And I did it so long, and I'm looking at guys to the left and right, and I didn't want to quit before they quit. So I'm just like, oh. And my, not even just my abs were sore, my neck was sore for five days. Five days. It's not normal. <laughs> Clarity put accountability and environment of God. But then it was like, that's the wrong technique. That's the, 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 not even abs. I'm like, shut up, Fernando. I was like, you shut up. He said, you shut up. He said, I'll be back. I said, okay. Leave an Austrian accent for them. <laughs> but we always accomplish more in environments of growth. Most of the reason, I, I'm convinced of this, most of the reason the marriages get stuck is not because you fall out of love with one another, it's because you're in an environment that's complacent. Because how many know that um, clarity and accountability is great? But so sitting on the couch and binging on Netflix with a bag of Doritos. Like, someone said, hey man, hey man. Sunday night is kind of my Netflix night. Like, I'm, I'm, I preach to you guys, I poured out my heart. Sunday night, you sit there, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do transform. I'm transforming into a Dorito. I just say this real quick. Ever eat a Cheeto? You can't ever eat just one Cheeto. Ever eat a, just say, oh my gosh. Did Gabriel come down and give us Cheetos? They're fluffy. They're light. They have to be good for me. My little one the other day was eating Cheetos. And, and she had so much left over, I wanted to just like lick her face. She's <laughs> like, what over here? I was like, give me a little opiate. <laughs> Take a moment right now. Spiritually, what should Clear step. Clear. Not, I want to pray. Financially, clear. Relationally, clear. You need to say sorry to someone. You need to forgive someone. You need to go on a date. You start dating the wrong people. It's clear. Amen. Take a moment to do that. Our worship team has put together something for you. Really, to me, this, this song paints an amazing picture of the Father 
See, one of the unique teachings of Jesus was that God was not just God in heaven or God the provider or God that, that could rescue you or God that could fulfill you. The unique teaching of Jesus was God was Father. He wasn't just Father, He was Daddy. So that when He was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when He was at His toughest moment, He literally was like, Daddy! So I want you guys to get ready for this element and invite the team up. So right now, all across this place, if you don't have clarity on this, get clear. Uh, come back. We're going to pray together.
ourselves up. Actually, you can't. The Father loves you, but the Father has already paid the price for your adoption papers. He's already paid the price. He, he's seen your life. He knows everything about you. He's not surprised by your mistakes. He's not surprised by some of the things that you've done. He understands the environment you've grown up. He's seen every rebellious moment. He's seen every hard moment, every disappointing moment. And I felt in my heart earlier this morning as I was praying for sons and daughters to come back home, I felt in my heart sometimes the rift between an earthly relationship of a father and a heavenly one where sometimes our earthly relationship with our father has been so actually disjointed and sometimes unhealthy and sometimes even abusive that thinking of God as father is, is kind of a new concept to you and it's hard for you. But I felt like in my heart that there was healing for some men and healing for some women in here that though perhaps your own heavenly earthly father was not perhaps what you needed him to be I just want to tell you today that the God of heaven is good he's loving, he's kind he's powerful and he loves you but he can heal you wherever, wherever it is you hurt so the eyes closed and just in a moment of prayer let me just share my own personal story Mom and Dad. When it came to really faith in Christ, about 18, 19, I saw a television preacher sell a book 
called Knowing God as Father. Bought the book, read the scriptures, but God did something in my heart then because my own father was dysfunctional. He was actually quite a loving man but had his own hang-ups. He's actually an alcoholic. Today, he's literally homeless. He's in a terrible way. So I needed a God and I needed a Father who could heal me where I hurt, who could speak to me where I need it, who could say, Son, I believe in you. You don't have to copy your own Father. You can copy me. You can be like me. I'll make you to be like me if you'll keep on following me. I'll make you to be powerful. I'll make you to be loving. I'll make you to be graceful. And so there's women in here today and there has been no relationship with your earthly father. So it's been so hard to say, God, be my heavenly father today. But I felt like I had a message of hope and a message of healing and a message of good news that your heavenly father, he loves you. Your heavenly father, he's proud of you. Your heavenly father, he wants to heal you where you're hurt. Men in here, many men often have um, identity issues because their daddy was not why? Perhaps it was, it was, he was a great dad. Perhaps there was some missing ingredients. But I tell you today that your heavenly father, he wants to heal. He wants to forgive. He wants to restore some women here, restore some men in here. He wants to give you your identity. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this place. I want to pray a prayer. And that prayer goes something like this. Father, by faith I fall on you. I, I open my arms to you from where I am. So I'm going to ask our whole church to pray it together. And in this moment, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to do some miracles in this place. Both of forgiveness and reconciliation and restoration. I believe that our hearts are going to open. I believe that minds are going to see for the first time even their true identity. Come on, let's pray this prayer together. Say, Father, Thank you for loving me. Right now, by faith, I fall on you. I trust you. I thank you that you're good. I thank you that you're kind. I thank you that you're forgiving. I thank you that you're holy. And I ask, by your grace, I open my arms from where I am. And by faith, I put my trust in you. I want to be your son. I want to be your daughter. I want to be your child. Fill me now, I pray. All across this place. Holy Spirit, you've heard your people pray. Release fresh touch of God in this place right now. Heal. Restore. Do miracles. Open eyes for the very first time. Open eyes for the very first time. Do surgery where you need to go. Many of you prayed that prayer you are unsure of your relationship with your father, unsure of your relationship with God, I'm going to ask you in a moment to raise your hand just to signify, Pastor Anthony, I pray that today I'm coming home to God. Today I'm coming home to my father. I, I, I thought I was a religious person, but I knew I didn't know God. And so today I pray that prayer with you to really know God. Or perhaps you at 
one time knew God, but you wandered and you ran away from God, and the Father drew you back by His love and by His grace. So all across this place, on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer with me today, you meant business with God, would you lift your hand high all across this place? One, two, three, all across this place. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Those three in the middle there. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Hands going up. Just kind of all over. I don't know if I can keep count. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Just a moment longer. Just put your hand up. Put your hand up high just so we can identify it and see it. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Those of you that are raising your hand. That lady in the, the middle there. That lady in the middle there. Another lady over there. Another lady over there. Awesome, sweetheart. Thank you, sir, in the back there. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, sir, over there. Thank you, those three in the back there. That's awesome. Put your hand down now. Father, I pray right now for every hand, but so much more importantly for every heart, every son, every daughter. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for their destiny. I pray for their purpose. I pray for their heart for you. Lord, I pray for their family, that God, that this moment would be a stretch out your hand moment and healing spiritually, and healing physically, and healing financially and relationally. Lord, there would be healing in your house. Speak to your people, I pray. Come on, if you receive God's word today, would you give him a huge hand? Hey, once again, thank you guys for checking us out at Church Alive. If you want to hear more of these messages and want to just hear more about what's going on in the life of our church, make sure to follow us on social media so you can hear more messages just like this and just really hear what's going on in the life of our church. We'll see you this weekend. Have a great week.